liftoff. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. What is up, my international Spurs Nation friends, my friends in Spurs Nation? You come in here on YouTube and check out what we got going on here at Spurs Film Room. And you guys come from all over the world. So uh, today, man, let me know where you guys are right now, where you're watching from. Represent wherever, whatever state, city, or country that you live in and put it down in the chat. Today, this is an open uh, Q&A, right? So this is going to be very informal. You guys, we have comments, questions, type them in, put them in the chat. Um, I'm going to go through as many of them as I can for a little while and pull them out, put them on screen and leave them on screen so we can kind of continue to discuss. I'll give you my take on all that stuff as well. Um, let me know in the chat where you're watching from. Like I just said, and a big paso to Countdown City, Fiesta Town, River Walker, Spurs Nation, Rowdy Nation. What's up? I'm your host, Rob Trejo Jr., and this is Spurs Film Room live on fridays we're going to do this open q a um so this should be a lot of fun go ahead and put your questions and comments into the chat room and we're going to be pulling them out as we go along the main topic for today is with the thumbnail and the title of this episode is and it's really asking how important were were Derek white and lucas Samanich's kind of absence from this past season, how how much did that impact impact us this season, and how important are they going to be in this upcoming season next year? That's something I really want to get your take on. If, if those two guys really do hold the key to success from for this team for this young group of guys, or is it somewhere else? Is it free agency and all that type of stuff? Right. So that's the main question for today. But before we get into it, um, again, guys, uh, the tip jar is always open. You can find the link in the description below. Um, if you like Spurs basketball, make sure you subscribe to this channel. Uh, got a lot going on here. Make sure that you check out all the content uh, that we're dropping dropping on the regular. And if you're listening to this post live uh, show on Apple Podcast or Spotify, what's up to my podcast listeners out there? Uh, please, wherever, wherever you're watching, hit the like button, subscribe. There's a little notification bell if you want to get notified when we go live. Um, trying to go live every day monday through friday on this channel right so I'm, I'm i'm experimenting with uh like i've been saying all week um i'm experimenting with times to go live right tried five six the today's six o'clock and whatnot so um please just you know hit that like button subscribe leave a comment even if it's as simple as go spurs go uh we got spurs nation here uh dropping a question do you think luca should start next year at power forward instead of overpaying for Collins and Markinen. Bro, I like where this is going. Spurs Nation, shout out to you on YouTube. Uh, that's a great question. And that's that's kind of, you know, the one-two punch of today's main topic uh, between Luca and Derek White. Uh, but that's a great question. We'll get into it here in a second. Just want to let you guys know again, if you want to go to the tip jar link in the description below, it's going to take you to the page that looks like this. You can drop in a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, ten dollars, whatever you feel. So inclined to contribute to this channel. Much is appreciated. Go Spurs, go. Everything is all love over here. Okay, so thank you, guys. Um, all that being said. Okay, guys. 
this season, the Spurs leading three point shooters. And I think, I think we're, I'm going to start here on the, th- on how they can affect the game from the three point line, which is pretty much the area of the game where we had struggled in this season the most. Um, if you look at total attempts across our, ro- across our roster, um, let me tell you who shot the most threes, right? This season as Patty Mills is number one by a landslide, right? Patty Mills shot 429 threes next up. Second most was Lonnie Walker with 282, Rudy Gay 278. So, I mean, Patty outshot everybody in the in the quantity amount. Um, talking about field goal percentage, well, out of those guys, Patty shot uh, 37%. Rudy Gay shot at just a tad better, 38%. Lonnie Walker at 35%, right? So next season is a big offseason. We're not going to have two of the guys that we just talked about. We're not going to have Rudy Gay. We're not going to have Patty Mills um, on the roster. Well, as of at least as soon as this season ends, they're going to be off the roster. Now, I'm not uh, eliminating the possibility that Rudy Gay and and uh, Patty Mills don't return. I honestly, I, I, I wouldn't feel too bad about that unless they're coming back in the same role. Then I definitely have a problem with that. But, you know, if both of those guys are gone, and I wouldn't be too sure that Patty's gone, but man, I don't know if we can ask him to lead our team in three-point shooting again and and be as successful as we need to be. Nothing against Patty; it's not a knock on Patty or Rudy Gay. Um, very appreciative of everything that they did this off season. Um, thank you for subscribing, uh, Spurs Nation. Appreciate you, man. Um, we'll go ahead and get to your questions here in a little bit. But if those three guys, you know, Lonnie Walker, I would think has to be the guy that kind of steps up into that role and starts taking maybe the most threes on our squad. That has to be Lonnie um, moving forward. If we're talking about like into the future. Right. Um, But if you're going to ask me who should be second and who should be third, Derek white, you know, didn't, he only played, let me see. Derek white only played 36 games. He started 32 of the games. um, And he, was shooting 34% from the field. He actually, let's look back, let's go back and look at the attempts. Derek White, even though he played only, you know, about half of the games as as Patty Mills and Rudy Gay and Lonnie Walker did, uh, he shot as many as, almost as many as they did, right? So Derek White finished shooting the, the year on 30, just let me just compare. Rudy Gay played 63 games this season. Derek White only played 36 games this season and they were only about 35 shots. There's only 35 shots between them in the three point column in attempts this year, right? I'm talking about an attempts, right? So Rudy Gay hit 106 threes this year. Derek white hit 84, right? Lonnie Walker hit hundred threes this year. Derek white hit, hit 84. So I'm saying, so Derek white is that next guy. If you're not talking, if Patty and Rudy are gone next season, it's going to be Lonnie and who, who should be your number one and number two guys out of the players that we have right now on the roster, who should it be? You know, and it, the answer is Derek white should be number two, right? So um, when we're talking about three point shooting, Derek white and Lonnie are should are your one, two punch moving forward. Now who's in that third spot though? You know, then then it gets kind of iffy and you kind of don't know where to look after that. Right. Because DeJounte Murray, he was 63 for 199, shot 31 percent on the field, 31 percent 
I expect DeJounte, like I said a few episodes ago, to be in the gym this year working on this three ball. And I think that 31% this year for DeJounte should end up being closer to 36 to 37% by, you know, next season. So, you know, he should be shooting a higher clip. But do we want really DJ shooting more threes? I don't think so. I think, you know, DeJounte taking the amount of threes that he took this year is fine. He just needs to make more, more of them, right? He just needs to make more threes. Then you got guys like uh, Keldon Johnson with 181. Devin Vassell shot 153s. Um, but then further down the list, you have Luka Samanich. Now, if I was a betting man, I would say that next year, let's say the vets are gone, our top three-point shooters are going to be one, Lonnie Walker, two, Derek White. Three, I would put Luka Samanich. And Luka Samanich, we're going to talk about him in a second. Um, Spurs Nation uh, in the chat room asked some great questions there about, about Luka. Um, I think he's going to be... Probably, you know, one of our more important three-point shooters on our squad next year. I expect I expect him to play more. I don't think there's any more holding Luca back. And I think that next season, where he's going to make a lot of his his um his bread is going to be on kickoffs from penetration from Dejounte, from Derek, from McKeldin, right? Catching and just pulling on on the three-point line. And I think that other than Luca. It's got it's Devin Vassell, right? We've seen what Devin Vassell can do can do from the three point line this year. He was fifty two for one fifty, shot thirty four percent from the three point line. That's not bad at all, right? That's not bad at all. Um, out of guys that had that actually played played good amount of minutes this season, Devin Vassell was only outshot really by the guys that I'm telling you right now, and that's Patty Lonnie and Rudy, right? So Devin shot better this season from the three-point line than DeJounte, DeMar, uh, Keldon. Yeah, just edged out Keldon. Um, and then, you know, then it's, it's Devin Vassell. So um, Luka Simonich and Derek White, to me, are going to have a huge role this season, especially from the three-point line and really spacing the floor. And this goes to the first question that I'm going to pull out here, and that's from Spurs Nation. Do you think Luca should start next year at power forward instead of overpaying for Collins and marketing, man, I, I would say I would put my my money on. Yes. On that being yes. And that actually being a thing that the Spurs look to do because the Spurs are smart in that way. They're like, look, we've been grooming this guy for two years, teaching him, you know, like communicating with him, having him learn our system, our culture, our terminology, why would we, you know, and he's actually, Luca has a huge upside, right? Like he has an upside, just as high as any of those guys, other guys that you're talking about here. And yeah, Collins is a little bit more physical, Markinen's bigger, right? So um, it's it's really over. If, I, if we're talking about incorporating shooting, I would say yes. I would say that if you're looking at the three-point problem and you're thinking, okay, can Collins come in here and help us? Can Markinen come in here and help us? Or should we just give Luca his deserved opportunity to go out and play? I would say give it to Luca and let's look to, you know, focus our money somewhere else if that's just the issue. Now, I think Collins and Markinen bring a lot to the table, um, but Luca could very well be a starter next season. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say he starts over Keldon. I would like to see both of them in the game. Uh, but if only one of them has to be in the game to start, you know, this season, having Keldon Johnson in the starting lineup was something that, 
was necessary, right? He brought the juice, the energy. But I think if we want to talk about spacing the floor, well, who does that better? Um, we'll have to wait and see until until Luca gets the real run to show us. But it should be Luca um, if that's what we're talking about. Um, so the next question here from Spurs Nation. I'm gonna keep going down this this chat room here. How much do you think Lonnie Walker will get paid if he gets extended this offseason? Because he is eligible for an extension this summer going into his final year of his contract next season. Yeah, so Lonnie Walker being extended is probably one of the higher priorities in the coaching staff and on in that in that room going into the offseason, you know, like what's important, draft, extent, you know, to taking care of all these issues that need to get taken care of, DeMar, right? Lonnie, locking up Lonnie uh, for a few years is, is something that we need to do. I think we we give him just as much as we give we gave like Derek White and we gave Dejounte. Davis Bertans kind of got got a little bit more. You know, Davis was getting seven million a year, I think, when he was with us. Um, but I think we try to extend Lonnie uh, to maybe about five to seven million dollars a year, just depending on you know how that falls in there with the money because we'll have the money to spend. You know, that's just a situation that we're in this season is just that we have the money to spend. Let me see. Uh, right now, Lonnie is making 2.89, two point, pretty much almost three, a little bit under $3 million a year. That's what Lonnie made this season. Um, Derek White made 3.56. I mean, so, I mean, like, I know those guys came in just a few years apart, but it's not, we're not going to be looking to overpay Lonnie it's not the time yet it's he hasn't really earned that yet um he's definitely earned the extension I think we're definitely going to make him happy and give him somewhere between hopefully four and seven million to to stay here you know Trey Lyles was getting paid five and a half um you know so I, I I'm not here to like you know knock anyone for getting as much money as they do go get your money right so you know I hope Lonnie can get as much as he can and we have we have money to spend, right? So I think spending a little bit on Lonnie isn't too isn't too bad of an idea, but definitely locking him in for the next two to three seasons. It's a three year, I think, extension. Um, is something that we want to do and let him continue to grow with us, and then just um, pay him what what he's due and what what he deserves when the time comes. All right. So another question here from Spurs Nation. I think out of all our young players, Vassell has the most potential because. He is a three-level scorer and has tremendous shot creation. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yes. Before this season, Lonnie Walker was really the only guy you can say that about. You know, Lonnie Walker was really the only guy that can that can dazzle you at the rim. He had that that sweet. I mean, he's been showing it from year one that he has that one dribble, two dribble pull up in, in mid range or he'll come down in transition, pull up at the free throw line, and just kill you from the mid-range game. And he has the three ball, right? So Lonnie's had them all for since he's, you know, after, you know his rookie season. He spent a lot of his rookie season just dominating offensively in the G League, and he showed a lot of that. So I think the only other guy at, at this current state to have all, to be a three-level scorer that has shown it is, is Devin Vassell. Luka Samanich is more of a of a three. He's gonna hit. He's gonna shoot. He's gonna catch and shoot, or he's gonna catch and drive and go all the way to the rim. Rarely do you ever see Luka pull up mid range 
for a jumper. And I think he's going to have it in the future. Luca's skilled, right? Luca's a very skilled guy. So I think he can add it. But right now, Devin Vassell shows flashes of um, elite scoring ability. I remember I compared him a little bit to Ray Allen uh, in the beginning of the season. Um, you know, he reminds me a lot of, obviously, of Kobe and and um, who else is really sick here in this mid-range? Like, like the, the, his pivots, he's, he's, he's way ahead of his years in the term of shot creation, like you said. He knows how to catch and turn and make a right move to get his shot off in the mid range. Like you said, catching and, and we talked about him earlier. Uh, he's a pretty good three ball shooter already. Um, and then figuring out how to score in transition is going to is going to be his thing, too. Yeah, so he's three level. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts maybe in the next season or two um, over maybe a guy like Lonnie. I think if you want to be real about it. Devin Vassell and Lonnie going at each other in practice and competing against each other and pushing each other because one of them is going to pass the other one. I think that's probably one of the best problems you can have going into um, the future of the Spurs is having these two guys duke it out for that starting role for minutes for whatever's whatever's best for the team. You know, I, I think, you know, Lonnie coming off the bench might be what's best for the team. I don't think Lonnie's, shown that he's that um ready to come off the bench and and really impact the game i you know and towards the end of this season the at the end he was starting right but there was like two three games where they started to sell over lonnie i don't know if you remember that um when Derek white went out the next two games were Vassell in the starting spot lonnie coming off the bench and lonnie didn't perform all that well but then when they switched that and they put lonnie back in the starting lineup um, Lonnie came out way more aggressive and started taking a bunch of shots in the first quarter and really started coming into his own. So that's what I'm saying. Lonnie does better off the start, but I feel that this season is going to be very interesting, especially if Patty Mills doesn't come back or not, because Lonnie Walker being that three level score, like you said, like, like just like Devin Vassell is, you know, those are your two, three level scores. I think right now on the roster, dude, Lonnie also has a lot of playmaking potential and I wouldn't be opposed of giving Lonnie the offense to this, to the second unit. And I mean, like, you know, where Lonnie is total control. I mean, we think back about Manu and how Manu was able to come into the game and he would either be off ball or he'll be on ball, but either way, Manu Ginobili was in control of the game, right. As soon as he stepped in. Um, So, yeah. So I think maybe, I think what's best for the team might be, giving Lonnie more opportunity, more, more uh, of a green light to, and maybe even put the ball in his hands. That's why I say if Patty leaves and you have Derek and DeJounte starting, you know, you can sub in Lonnie Walker and, uh, and give him the ball and let him run point in the second unit. That's not something that I'm, I'm totally against if he can understand how to actually run, you know, not just play make, but actually run a team. That's, 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 that's something that he'll have to learn. But I mean, Going up and down, bro. You give Lonnie the ball, and he's he's playmaking for everybody. Um, so, anyways, that's just one thought. But if if Lonnie starts and Devin Vassell comes off the bench for next season or two seasons or whatever, that's that's fine too. All right, guys, um, I'm gonna keep going through these um, through these questions. So, thanks for hanging out. Um, make sure that if you're watching right now, to please hit that like button, smash that like button, chant "Go Spurs, go!" Put it in the comments. Um, subscribe to this channel. If you want to drop a tip and support this channel, you can always do that. The link is in the description below. If you're a podcast listener, go to iTunes and Spotify and make sure that you catch the audio versions only of this show. Make sure that you guys follow me on Instagram as well uh, at Spurs Film Room. 
that's where I, I get involved and I interact and I'm trying to engage with you guys as much as possible. That's at Instagram. So go follow me there. All right. So let's get back to the comments here. Um, Osmosis Jones, what's going on? Um, Pop loves having two bigs. So having Luca and our center Jakob would make sense and have Keldon be the three. Yeah, that's 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 where I was saying earlier. It's like it makes sense, right, to start both of them. Um, but if it has to be one, you know, you, you're trading off two different things. Luca has more offensive side upside and is not a bad defender. And like a lot of my film rooms in this year that I did on my channel were were showing how Luca has developed defensively. Um, because I was there, man. I was there in Vegas watching Luka Samanich play like his first few games with the Spurs, you know, as in his rookie season. I was there, and he was lost almost every bucket we gave on. All, all you had to do was move the ball a few times, catch catch uh, Luka late on a rotation, and they were given he was giving up buckets all the time, late help, right, stuff like that. But to to see where he is now, he might be one of our better help defenders on this squad he is flying go check out my videos he's flying all over the place the one against zion check that one once i made a video of luca versus like zion in in that game and it it shows luca just not afraid to go and show help and recover and being totally aware of what he's supposed to be doing on the floor and um so he's not a bad defender because we all know that keldon is is a beast on the defensive end you can't you can't come out here and punk keldon Keldon's going to come out here and punk you. That's kind of why I, I think he's very valuable in the starting unit. Um, but let's let's entertain that idea, Osmosis Jones, right? So we got, which I, I love that movie, man. Um, Osmosis Jones, hilarious. Is, I think it's Chris Rock as the voice. Yeah. So um, what do you call it? Okay, so what was I say? All right, so you got Jakob at the five. You would have Luca at the four, Keldon at the three which is more of his position. You know, we asked Keldon to guard a lot of big guys because he's big body, um, but that's asking, you know, a lot of him. Um, you have two other spots. So that would be DeJounte and Derek, right? So Derek, DeJounte, Keldon, three guys that don't shoot that well, but if someone is going to shoot well in that group, that's is Derek White. And then Luca would be the other shooter. Like we just told those are two guys in the, in the title of this video with three of the best defenders in the league, in my opinion. Jakob Pertl is a great defender, and I know um, he got toasted by Jonas Valanciunas and and uh, in the play-in game. Look, Jakob's been toasted by a lot of bigs, but at the end of the day, when you want to look across the, the league, he is like a top five, top ten rim protector, defender, communicator on the defensive end. What he does doesn't always come out in the stat sheets, um, even though we kind of need him to do more. Jakob, I'm not saying, is, is the best in any in any way i love Jakob. i love what he brings to the team um but if you're gonna ask me i would say we need more out of Jakob uh to being a factor you know because every time we go down the offensive end for 95 percent of the game we're playing four on five right whoever's guarding Jakob doesn't even have to worry about Jakob scoring and i don't know if that's good for the starting units it's, i mean he we can play him he can be very playable and very effective on our on our squad but if you look at the rest of our starting unit, Jakob is the one that kind of doesn't fit in when, when you look at how can we improve our starting unit. Jakob may, may be the one, maybe. I don't know. Um, all right, so, yeah, it's a good question there. Um, I don't hate it. All right, Spurs Nation's got another one. Would you want to draft best available or for need? I'm a fan of drafting 
uh, of drafting Josh Giddy. Thoughts. All right. So Josh Giddy, I I haven't really looked into him that much. I'll go ahead and look into him. I might know who he is, but I just I'm not really familiar right now with the names. I actually just started looking at draft prospects maybe like three days ago. Right. So I'm trying to get starting. I'm starting to get prepared in the draft. Um, but when it comes to the, the previous question, drafting for best available or drafting for need, I think the Spurs, you know, Brian Wright came out and talked a little bit about their draft process after drafting Devin Vassell. And look, man, look, look, look at who we've who we've drafted over our past. Like, I don't know how many picks. I'm just going to go back. OK, so like DeJounte, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, um, Lucas Simonich. Uh, all right, so Luca's the only big, right? Guard, guard, guard. Then Luca. Then we got Keldon, who's kind of like power forward. So we went kind of like small forward, power forward in last year's draft. And then in this year's draft, we went Vassell and Trey Jones, guard, guard. So, I mean, uh, Brian Wright, the GM of the Spurs, came out and said that they draft for best available. And then they draft of need. If they Then draft need. Like, let's say they have like all these, you know, draft picks on the board that they still like, then they'll maybe take a second secondary approach at it and be like, all right, well, which one of these two guys fill the need? But I think for the most part, it's best player available. And I'm totally, I'm totally cool with that. Like let, let's say we didn't draft Devin Vassell because we thought we needed a big and we drafted Jalen Smith. Sound familiar Phoenix? <laughs> yeah. So that's what Phoenix did, right? Phoenix was like, no, we're not going to draft Devin Vassell because we have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and, you know, those are our guards. And uh, we're not going to, you know, even though Devin Vassell is probably the better player, we need more of another big men help. So they drafted the next best big and they drafted Jalen Smith. It's like, bro, they missed out. Like Phoenix missed out on Devin Vassell, Tyrese Halliburton, um, uh, uh, Naismith, Neesmith, right? Like on a, on a couple of really good players so far this season because they went with that approach. So we don't want to be like Phoenix. They also passed up on Luka Simonich that I remember saying, I'm not Luka Doncic. They passed, passed up on Luka Doncic. So you want to do best available um, because usually it's the best available guy that can change your franchise. Okay, I see you, AG, in here. You got a question. I don't see Luka starting. He has not shown that he is an NBA caliber rotation player, much less a starter. True. KJ has shown more, and he's one of the worst starters in the league hmm. kj has shown more and he's one of the worst starters in the league so you're saying that keldon johnson is one of the worst starters in the league i don't know what you mean by that but let's let's let's, let's break it down you don't see lucas starting i would agree with that because the spurs don't make moves like that that's why i would i would uh they don't they don't you know they don't usually play and give someone a huge jump over like veterans and things like that. So he has not shown that he is an NBA caliber rotation player, much less a starter. He has shown glimpses of it in the games that he has played. Man, Luca got four starts this season. You know, so if you want to talk about how many games has Luca started this season in his career, four, right? Not much, but he's played he played in 33 games this season. Most of it was in garbage time, yes, like last five minutes of the game. But I think in a in about 70% of his sample size, if you want to look at it across the board, Luca has shown to be a, a hell of a, a, a prospect when he's on the floor. Some nights, not so much, but some nights he shows um, he didn't shoot well at all. Like shooting well for Luca was not a thing this season. He shot plenty of threes, didn't make many. Um, but I think that's just because he just hasn't found, you know, he hasn't got his feet under him, his NBA legs, if you will. 
Um, but he added a couple of really nice drives to the basket. He had a couple of nice passes here and there on defense. He's shown a lot. So it's all up to Luca. Like, let's say Luca comes back like for 15 pounds bigger and just like wet from the three point line is like bodying up bigger guys. And I wouldn't be surprised if Luca does get the start. Um, KJ has shown more. He has, yeah, Keldon's shown, and Keldon was NBA ready from day one. I saw that in the NBA Summer League too. He was ready from day one. I was one of the only people saying it. I was one of the only people saying it. Y'all, y'all think it's obvious now, but y'all want to go back to the beginning of the 2019 season and scan across every blog post or whatever you you find. Most of them are going to say he's going to go to the the Austin the G League and, and which he did, but I was saying that he didn't need to. Um, I don't think he was one of the worst starters in the league. Uh, Keldon, for the first like. 20 games was one of the best starters in the league. And then around all-star break, they started figuring him out. And then after all-star break, Keldon had a lot of ups and downs as a starter, but I wouldn't go as far as saying that he's one of the worst. We went to him in the, like, I bet you like 80% of our opening plays were to Keldon Johnson to get us going and attacking the rim and like trying to go poster somebody to, you know, get us started on the right foot. So I would say that Keldon's just fine as a starter, but I think we're flexible enough to have him come off the bench, even if we need to. Right. I think that's, that's what we're doing. Andrew Hardaway, uh, Henley, Andrew Henley. What's up, man. Um, Luca needs time, but he showed that once he gets comfortable, his game opens up and doesn't look so stiff. Absolutely, man. Um, Sean Elliott, Andrew was saying it all season that if that his most improved player if he can really give it to anyone on the roster, even though Luca didn't play that much, he would give it to Luca. Sean Elliott said that, right? Sean Elliott was saying that, you know, from year one, he looked like deer in the headlights, lost. But when he played here in year two, he was active and hustling and sprinting and and going and getting after it, right? So, um, yeah, he's trending upwards, right? Um, Antoine Jones says we can do something big next year. Yeah, we can. We can. We can, but it, it's going to take the young some of these young guys to make jumps like huge jumps, like Dejounte had this year. Dejounte had a huge jump. Derek White should be should have been right there next to him, man. I mean, I, if we're talking about if Derek White played even, you see, he played 30, 40, 38 games, I believe it was something like that. Thirty eight games this season. If Derek White played like 58 out of the 60 or 70, whatever games, I think we would have been in a, in much better shape. But Derek White definitely is the key to like making another one of those jumps. Lonnie Walker needs to make a huge jump this season to, for us to be good. Keldon just needs to get better. Luca just needs to get more opportunity. Jakob needs to get better. But Derek White and Lonnie need to take huge jumps in their games to make us that good, to make us special. The Rook says I really don't think Luca will be in the league. Oh my god. The rook. Come on, man. You're killing me here. Uh with this one. No, Luca is definitely going to be in the league, trust me. He's he's bro, he's like 20 years old. He's like 20 years old. Like imagine him at 24, 27, 28, Luca, like bigger, stronger and more NBA savvy, um stroking it from 3, getting to the rim. Um, playmaking, getting the ball on the rebound, and going coast to coast, stuff like that. Luca's special. 
the rook. You might want to check yourself on that one. Luca's pretty special. Um, underrated free agents, free agent targets for the Spurs and free agency. Um, you know, I was looking at this the other day, actually. Let me pull it up. NBA free agents 2021. Here we have some of – let me go ahead and look at some of the top – 30 players that could hit the market, right? So we talked about Kawhi yesterday, right? Go check out yesterday's episode. Um, I'm going to make clips from those episodes, by the way, so you don't have to watch the whole uh, hour-long episode or whatever. I'm going to try to take some of those pieces out for you guys. Um, And if you want to listen to the whole thing, go ahead and go for it, and especially on Apple and Spotify. Go check it out. Um, But Kawhi Leonard, right, that's one of the most interesting. If he opts out of his contract with the Clippers – does he come back home to San Antonio? Uh, Chris Paul, player option. I don't see him coming here. DeMar DeRozan, right? DeMar DeRozan's obviously a big decision there. Do we keep DeMar or do we let him go? Um, what's best for the team? I mean, DeMar's, DeMar's good. Just DeMar needs help, though. Kyle Lowry, right? We don't think us, uh, we're not going to bring any type of point guard. Like Mike Conley's not coming in here either. Some of the big names across Spurs Nation, Spurs Twitter and stuff is John Collins, Laurie Markinen. Um Lonzo Ball is going to be a restricted free agent, so you know who knows where he goes, but again, like let's let's stop looking at guards here. I'm going to Okay, Rashawn Holmes, Rashawn Holmes from Sacramento. Uh that's another kind of Spurs Twitter favorite out there. Um he's just he's like Keldon Johnson, but but uh at the power forward position, like true power forward position, like he's bigger and stuff like that. Uh, so, I mean, he averaged 14 a game, eight rebounds a game this season. He's just a hell of a, he's just a hell of a, of, of another motor type guy that can really protect the paint, stuff like that. Okay. So Jared Allen, right. From the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't see us going out, going out and getting another Jakob, right? Like we're not going to get another big man who, who can't shoot, can't score. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie. That's, interesting but again another guard i don't see us bringing in that that guard if it's just a this mid-level type of player here norman powell right from portland player option not really too instant too interested evan Fourier, uh Devontae graham no kelly Oubre. i used to like kelly Oubre, but i don't think i don't think the fit is here anymore um now that we have Vassell and some of these other guys tim hardaway jr is maybe the only guard here that I like so far because we need guards that can space the floor, man. And we see what he's doing right now for Dallas. Holy crap, man. Dallas is rolling. Bro, we got to get back on the level. We're we're going blow for blow with the Mavericks and stuff like that. We can't let the Mavericks be the better team in our division. You know, if it's it's Houston um, and Dallas in front of San Antonio, we're doing something wrong. But obviously Houston took a huge um, dip this year and and – they're they're at the bottom of our uh, of our of our uh, division, but Spurs Nation, you know what I'm talking about. We want to be better than the Mavericks every year. We have a lot of work to do, right? Because Luca is amazing, Doncic, right? That is Lori Markinen, right? Forward out of uh, the Chicago Bulls, forward. He's very interesting. Shoots shoots uh forty percent from the three point line. That's something that's interesting. Doesn't get a lot of rebounds. Only averages about thirteen a game. So, you know. I don't know. We'll see. Victor Oladipo, Duncan Robinson, restricted. Mm. Will Barton, Gordon Dragic, 
Ibaka's got a player option, maybe. Maybe Ibaka. Some, someone, I think Maddie over there at Spurs Film Room likes Ibaka. Someone does. Uh, Mitchell Robinson. Uh, he's, he's a restricted free agent we might want to take a look at from New York. And let me see. I'm going to go through a few more of these. Montrez Harrell off the bench for San Antonio. I like it. Bobby Portis has a player option in Milwaukee. If he decides to leave, he might be a good fit here with San Antonio. Um, yeah, so those are just some free agents right there off the top of the of this list that I that I found here from uh, NBC Sports. Those are your top 30 free agents. Um, Antoine Jones says that Trey Jones can be a good backup. Yeah, man, Trey Jones impresses me every single time I see him play. He makes mistakes, whatever, but he shows you something like new, like every game. Like one, I had no idea Trey Jones was like that high level of a scorer until he got to the G League. Now, everyone can score in the G League. Don't get me wrong, but the way he was scoring and like he showed to do some of it here in the NBA too. When you see Devin Vassell, I'm Devin Vassell, Trey Jones uh, sneaking past one, two, three guys and getting to the rim, it's like, dang, dude, like. Like he's he's got the quickness on him. He knows how to finish as a small player. He knows how to finish and use the backboard, use the rim, how to keep uh, players behind him. So finishing at the rim is not going to be a problem. He needs to add the mid range jumper or a open three ball jumper, off the dribble three ball jumper, even if he can. Um, like he's got to add the jump shot, man. But Trey Jones, Trey Jones, man, he he's shown a lot and he's aggressive. He's not scared. I've seen him body up bigger guys, you know, like when he gets switched off of guys and he's end up, he ends up like on a forward or a center. He's not afraid to dig in there and body body guys up. So he's tough. Um, and he knows how to, he knows how to run the offense too. I mean, he's, he's a solid point guard. And that, that's why that's another pick earlier that we we're talking about in, in this chat. Do we draft best available or for fit? I mean, easily in the second round, we could have tried to draft a shooter you could have drafted a, a big guy, um, De- like Desmond. I don't know if Desmond Bain went before us or after us, but he was a second round guy. Um, like there's, there was a lot of really good, um, like hidden talent in the second round, and we went with Trey Jones, which mean I mean another guard. How many guards do we have? A bunch, right? But Trey Jones, man, that's interesting to see him develop. Is going to be a lot of fun for Spurs Nation. I think we're actually like I think Spurs Nation is going to love Trey Jones. Trey Jones can walk up the streets in, of San Antonio, up and down the streets of San Antonio. And you probably think he's just like any other guy out there, but, but bro, man, he might be special as a second rounder. I mean, I, I was really high on Quindary Weatherspoon and I, I still am like, that's another guy who no one ever talks about is Quindary. Quindary had a hell of a rookie season in Austin. Um, he's been, he was hurt a lot this year as well. Like Quindary is another one of those guys that never got to get into the fold. And like, if you, if you're hurt in the beginning of the season and you're, you're not already a solidified rotation guy. It's, it's almost impossible for you to get minutes, right? So Quindary, that's kind of what happened to him. It's not that he's not good enough, man. Quindary can, Quindary can can three level score too. He can hit the three. He can jam it on you. Finish in the rim. He can post up. He can do a lot of things. Defensively, he's hit and miss sometimes, but um, he was someone that we're very high on too. He was our second round pick from last year, right? So we have Quindary Weatherspoon and we have Trey Jones, our our last two second round picks. And they're both guards, and they both have a different skill set, but they're both kind of combo or – I mean, Trey Jones is a point guard, right? But Quindary can either be a one or two. And I think playing – he played a lot of off-ball in Austin. I, I, I actually seen 
I went to a game in Austin and I've seen a lot of Austin basketball over with his rookie season last year. And there were, was it, who was, uh, I think Robinson was the point guard. I'm forgetting the name in Austin. Um, but yeah, no. So Quindary played a lot off ball there as well. So, all right, guys. So that's it right now in the chat room. Um, again, if you appreciate this show, if you want to contribute and support it in any way, really appreciate that. All you got to do is go to the link in the description below. It's going to take you to the tipping page here for Spurs Film Room. You can go ahead and drop a tip. Um, Monday through Thursday, when I take questions from you guys, I take them via either the Super Chat feature on YouTube or if you want to link, uh, if you have a PayPal, go ahead and link it up and drop tips here along down here where it says tip question, tip message is where you would put your question and your username so I can give you the shout out that you deserve. I want to give you guys the, the social media sh- a shout out and all that type of stuff, right? So um, go ahead and if you feel so inclined and you want to contribute and support the channel, um, go ahead and click the link in the description below to the tip jar. Um, but you don't just have to do that. You can go ahead and hit the like button down below, smash subscribe, the notification bell, guys. I'm going live a lot, a lot more, a lot more, right? So, you know, if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, I'm talking about our YouTube channel, right? This is a live show. Most, most of the time I'm going live on YouTube and Facebook. Um, but Facebook's getting a little bit difficult to do because I need to share it. I need to do all these things on Facebook. So I might be shifting up over totally to YouTube. So if you're not watching right now on YouTube, make sure that you go to YouTube and you subscribe, hit that notification bell, and you'll get notified when I go live, trying to go live at least for this off season and for the summer, the plan, I already talked to my wife about it and everything. She's, she's, she, she gave me the okay, which means that I'm going to try here um, to go live every day. If it's, gonna excuse me if it's gonna be um beneficial right you know so if the super chats come in the tips come in um subscribe to me also on apple and spotify when you listen to my stuff there um you know that brings in some revenue too so you know as long as i got the okay from the wife i'm gonna go ahead and try to do that so monday through friday is gonna be the schedule that i'm gonna be working on um uh and uh, what do you call it? Uh, was it what, what was I saying right now? Oh yeah, Monday through Fridays, the schedule I'm going to be working on. Fridays, I would like to keep trying to do maybe this, unless there's bigger news to talk about. But I want to try to do a Q and A live where I can get as many of your comments and uh, questions and takes on screen as possible. But but Monday through Thursday, Monday through Thursday, they're only coming in via super chat or through the tip jar link in the description below. All right, that helps me out a lot, so I really appreciate that. I'm going back to look at it right now, um, man. Since since yesterday, since yesterday's video, I got I've gotten like 25 new subscribers. I think it was on my channel, so that was crazy to see all those um, subscribers come in. Spurs Nation, thank you for subscribing today. Any of my new subscribers out there, I really appreciate y'all. Um, again, go follow me on Instagram if you have an Instagram. Um, my Instagram stories, I put a lot of polls and. Uh, countdowns for you and and just like i ask you guys a lot of feedback that's where i kind of let you know what the next show is going to be about because you know whenever news kind of drops in the spurs world that'll give me the opportunity to make you know to title the show whatever but i definitely want to start going on daily with you guys monday through friday um so make sure you subscribe hit the notification bell because i'm not quite locked into a time yet um checking out 
the PM schedules right now. This week I did a, a four o'clock show, five o'clock show, and a six o'clock show. That's pretty much as late as I'm going to go during the week. Um, I would like to maybe start going in the morning or maybe around nine or 10 a.m. Um, I might try a few morning shows out next week. So you don't know. I can't really tell you right now. So the best thing for you to do is hit that notification bell. Go to YouTube, hit that notification bell, and you'll get notified when I go live. All right, guys. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, again, before you go, smash that like button if you enjoyed this episode. Um, put a comment in there, even if it's Ghost vs. Go. Um, shout out. Put a shout out to where you guys are from. I really like to know where my audience is, if it's in San Antonio, if it's in Canada, Australia, the Philippines, Argentina, Brazil, Chile, um, Colombia, Croatia, right? We have Spurs Nation fans. We're global. Canada, right? We're, we're, we're all over the place. Mexico, um, a lot of Spurs Nation is all over the world, not just in San, in San Antonio, but to San Antonio, Countdown City, Fiesta Town, shout out to all my um, Spurs Nation fans out there in San Antonio. Um, like to grow more in that market as well. So thank you guys. If you like this episode, share it. Share it to a friend. If you like, if you're listening to the podcast, say, hey, you want to you listen to a nice Spurs podcast? You know, recommend it. I really appreciate that, guys. So that really helps me go a long way here in growing. Um, so that's going to be it for today. All right. Go Spurs, go. Two, one, zero. Liftoff. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this.